This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Citizen. My name is Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, uh, my stomach is uh, hurting, and I'm, I haven't slept good last night, but other than that, I'm doing okay. So you're down with the sickness? <laughs> down with the sickness, yeah. And no, uh, and I've been in Oslo for a while. So I have traveled Norway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's way. where you got sick. Traveling will do that. Being around a bunch of people, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about what me and my dad did together a little later. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like we talked a lot about the cancel culture of YouTube last week. Uh, we talked about James Charles. Uh, and Trisha, and Trisha Paytas as well. We talked both, both yes. of those things, yeah. And uh, this week on the Thursday, of course, because everything happens on the Thursday. I, I'm not sure it was on the Thursday. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like making that joke. But, uh, uh, no, um, James Charles came out with his own video, 40 minutes long, rebutted everything in uh, what Tati uh, said that we talked about last week. Um, And also, kind of, uh, people are starting to talk uh, about this being a conspiracy theory that they actually work together to get publicity about their brands. And that seems more and more likely. (laughs) There's a lot of money to go around, I guess, in this beauty community. And I I mean, the other thing is, I didn't realize, at at least last week, I I realized a little bit, but I didn't realize to the extent that the drama that happens in this beauty YouTube community already like these people are right. already drama filled. This was just over the top because he lost so so many subscribers. I mean, that was the real mm-hmm. story here is the subscriber loss, which that story is not going away, but he is gaining back some of those sus- subscribers because of this video. Um, he did put out he put out this video, but I think more than one person I saw said 
Maybe he should have waited and put this video out and never put that apology video out because that was the part yeah. that really kind of screwed him and made everybody go, this is not a very good apology. But then the 40-minute one came out. He explains a lot of stuff, and it's a little more uh, reasonable where he's coming from, I guess. But mm -hmm. at the same time, both these people, are, it's all it's all about the money and everything else. So uh, if this stuff did happen and he came out and apologized it would be because he wants to gain subscribers back not because he feels bad about it is my opinion but i right. i really don't know oh, yeah. it, it could all be fake uh there's a very good youtube out there called the truth about the beauty community by someone called i am alex uh, i'm i'm alex with two l and two x's on youtube that's a, the truth about the beauty community i actually recommend watching that thing that uh, sums up uh, a lot of how I look upon what has happened in the beauty community the last week. And also... Um, I mean, let's break it down uh, about the beauty community right now. The whole thing is a giant advertisement to begin with. Oh, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. even when you're like, oh, I'm just showing you how to do this specific makeup technique. Even when they're just doing a, like showing a specific makeup technique, they're pointing out, oh, this is the kind of makeup I'm using, that's an advertisement. Even if they're not getting paid for, they're, mm. they are advertising brands in these every uh, YouTube video they make, basically. Whether they're being paid for it or not, they're advertising these makeup brands. So the whole thing is a giant advertisement, the whole community, when you think about it. Mm -hmm. And then you talked about uh, Petos, uh, what is her name again? Trisha. Trisha Petos, yes. And uh, they, it came out uh, two videos by uh, uh, someone called some with something with avocado. I never remember his name. Nick Avocado or something. Yeah. Yeah, something like he's that. He's a muckbanger, which I guess. So he's not in this. This is all different. She, she's kind of in the beauty community, but she's also a muckbanger, and this guy's just all muckbang videos. So. Right, and he made. A violin thing for her, and uh, she said in DMs that they want they wanted to collaborate, and she's like, "Yeah, come to Los Angeles and meet me." And she never showed up and never DM him back. And I wouldn't trust that yeah. guy. I don't trust that guy no. as far as I can throw him, to be honest. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> There's a lot of people just trying to get in on the YouTube drama, and they're trying to, like, create drama between other YouTubers because it got so much attention for not only James Charles, but this pro-Jared guy initially. It got all these people, mm -hmm. like, publicity, even though it was bad publicity, and now Jake Paul was trying to start shit with some other YouTuber, like, oh, yesterday, I think? Was, was it Jake Paul, was so or was it Logan Paul? No, it was Jake yes, Paul. Right? No, it was Jake, Jake. Jake went to interview with a guy that was getting a haircut on another YouTube channel. And he was like, you're a cyber bully. <laughs> right, so it's it's all like, it, that's proof uh, that it's just people trying to be with the trend right now, which is being in drama with other people on YouTube, which it always has been kind of, but there's no diss tracks happening in this drama. But 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 it's never been this blatant. And... and uh, never have anybody made so much money. Uh, I was watching this YouTube video, and that's the thing that we didn't talk about with Tati videos last last uh, week. 
she had an ad for her Hilo company, vitamin company, underneath that uh, video. Yeah, I've heard that too, but that's the thing. When you post videos like that, people just have like a copy and paste thing like in a Word document, and they just copy and paste it into their description. She probably didn't think about deleting that. It was probably just a copy and paste thing. But it still still smells... Mm, it smells a little rotten in the land of Denmark, to be honest. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely uh, some shenanigans going on here just because of all the money that's going around. And Oh, yeah. It, it, it really has to do... It started with the the dislike button and that whole thing. And I think people caught on and they realized, Oh, if, if we can get that kind of publicity for us, maybe we can work mm. back and forth and create that kind of drama, uh, that dislike that cancel culture drama and it'll get us attention. I think maybe some of it has to do with that. I don't may not necessarily James Charles stuff, but definitely the Jake Paul stuff does. <laughs> oh, definitely. And, uh, him being with Tana Mongu. Uh, as well, it's also such. It smells such like a publicity stunt, like two famous YouTube uh, person getting together and suddenly being all all lovey dovey in love. Right, the Viner <laughs> invasion really did kill YouTube. I think it's been determined at this point that that was like the start of the end because n now, like, you can't be a big YouTuber unless you live in LA. If you live in Hollywood, right. and that's kind of how YouTube was thought of not being is like not Hollywood. It's not the Hollywood scene. It's not movies. It's not TV. It's YouTube. Now YouTube is Hollywood. It's kind of annoying to be honest. Uh, anything else in the news that we, uh, <laughs> Bernie Sanders, uh, getting smeared oh, yeah. left and right. Of course. I mean, we expect Bernie Sanders to get smeared left and right. This was so fucking silly. We don't expect to call it out on the show. Like a month in advance though. Most of the time when I, I Bernie, uh, Fro is. We were talking about Bernie not being called out as an anti-Semite, and you were like, "Oh, what are they going to call him out as?" Uh, and I was like, "Well, there is this like Russian tape because he went uh, on his honeymoon in Russia, and there's like a tape of him drinking vodka without a shirt on with a bunch of Russian guys." Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that tape was already out, and I even said at the time, "I was like, they already used that against him. They can't use it against him again." Oh, they can. <laughs> Apparently they can. They found the extended trailer, I guess, or the extended version. And then uh, that was a big news here in America. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh. Let me just read a little, like, short thing from it, mm -hmm. uh, from Politico. The tapes also reveals uh, Sanders and his team being wooed by the Soviet Union. They eat nice-looking meals, tour a decorated subway station, take a horse and buggy rides, and watch professional dancers. And I, I wrote to, the, to you, fucking hell, they're fishing. <laughs> they are really, really fishing. Right. They're, 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 what they're suggesting here is that when he got married, which I, I would have to actually look up, like, what year he got married, but... Judging by the video quality in the video, I would say it was the 80s, because mm. I've seen part of the video. They're suggesting that the, the Russians have been uh, wooing Bernie Sanders for the last, what, Since. 30 yeah. years? <laughs> yep. Just waiting for him to be a president, because for some reason, the Russians knew that he was going to be a presidential candidate. 
that Already people were going to talk him into running for president. Bernie never wanted to run for <laughs> president. He was talked into it by other people to run for president in by 2016. What? By the Russians, look. By the Russians. <laughs> no, we, well, it was actually by uh, a coalition of uh, students and uh, other independents that wanted him to run yeah, but in 2016. Those, uh, those students on the independents. They may, they may have oh. been in a communist uh, group at their <laughs> college. You're right, bro. I'm, uh, you're right. It's always the Russians. Because it's so <laughs> uncommon for colleges to have groups of uh, communist groups. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything else? That we are, we're not going to talk about. I, I have a feeling that it was something that we talked about. Oh, Pelosi today. There's like oh, yes. huge talk about impeachment right now of oh. Donald Trump. Um, not necessarily having anything to do with the Russia Mueller report having nothing to do. It has to do with all these little things. I saw a whole article mm -hmm. that was like 10 little things that have happened, uh, which are leading towards some kind of impeachment, uh, including blocking certain investigations or trying to block certain investigations that are happening and Pelosi is against this so she and other some more corporate democrats are against impeachment and others are for impeachment uh, it's kind of a battle happening right here right now in America so i mean judge rules against trump in fight over presidential financial records so it seems like He's uh, he's uh, getting nearer to having to show his financial records. I'm not sure if that anybody is going to care about that. I I don't know if I care about that. I mean, it could be bad for him. I don't know if it's going to be an impeachable anything impeachable. I mean, uh, after he gets out of office, it could get him in trouble. But he's going to get in trouble after he gets out of office, anyways. It's just that's an inevitability. Oh, yes, definitely. Let's talk about the Trumpy Trump, uh, because uh, he threatens to destroy Iran <laughs> if they want to go to war with the U.S. Uh, USA, USA. It says here, Donald Trump has threatened Iran with destruction if it seeks mm -hmm. a fight with the U.S. U.S. president issued a warning after a rocket landed miles away from a U.S. embassy Sunday. He tweeted... If Iran wants to fight, that will be the official end of Iran. Never threaten the United States again. Iranian officials say the country is not looking for a war. Uh, Trump seemed to soften his tone after the U.S. had recently sent warships and bombers to the region, like we mentioned last week. Mm -hmm. uh, Thursday, when asked if the U.S. and Iran were heading towards an armed conflict, he said, I hope not. Well, on Saturday, Iran's foreign minister Played down the fears of a possible conflict, uh, he said there will be, there will not be a war since neither we want a war nor does anyone have the illusion they can confront Iran in the region. Okay. Mm. They go and they. Oops, sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm very sorry about that. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. It's just like for me. For me, it seems like uh, I I will be very very surprised if uh, Trump has not gotten you into some kind of war before he is out of that office. 
if it is with Venezuela, Iran. Uh, well, I mean, technically, isn't wasn't I, the Syria thing? Wouldn't that technically already count when he bombed Syria? Oh, and then well, he, you, the, he also bombed. The thing was, well, you were in Syria before, though, so I, I'm not sure if that... Yeah, but remember the out. bombing campaign he did where he blew up those air bases and everything? Like, we weren't doing that. We were drone bombing and, like, sending in ground Ooh, troops. Right. Yeah. Or but when we dropped the mother of all bombs in... I Was it Iraq or Afghanistan? I don't remember. One or the other. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if that counts because you have done things in those countries before. I suppose. That's not really bringing, me, bringing you into a new war. A new uh, war. A I guess so. Yeah. Uh, technical. I'm trying to be technical here. Well, if you want to count Cold Wars, then we're already kind of in a Cold War in this Trump era. So, uh, yeah, I guess oh, it yeah. just depends on what you define war as. Nowadays, it's so hard to define war. It used to be you would call for a war and then the Congress would have to approve the war. That's no longer a thing. We just go to war whenever now. So... Hey, talking about Venezuela, uh, Venezuela's uh, Madeira says Norway talks sought peaceful agenda with the opposition. Was this talks big in news in Norway? Oh, super fucking big news in Norway. Okay. Not big news uh, here talks, in America, believe it or not. <laughs> talks in Norway this week uh, with representatives of Venezuela's government and the opposition's sought to build a peaceful agenda for the crisis-stricken South, uh, South American country. President Nicolas Maduro said on Friday, Norway's foreign minister, uh, uh, which has a tradition of conflict uh, meditation, said uh, earlier on Friday that there were talks were in exploratory phase. So it just means that they are starting to get into the table. I'm Right, right. I'm guessing. Uh, the representative of each side arrived in the Nordic country uh, this week, signalizing a fresh uh, approach to ending mo months sorry, <coughs> of detention uh, that escalated after a failed uprise last month, led by Operation Opposition Leader. John Trudeau, what is it with me today? Uh, who called uh, on military to oust Maduro? So Norway is trying to help at least. Yeah, I mean, and even right in this uh, article, it says that it was a failed coup attempt. Uh, it has failed at this point, um, as I'm to understand. Guaido is has given up. He's hiding out uh, there, as far as like the protests go. Uh, for the opposition protests, they've died out, um, and they're calling. Uh, Maduro is calling for elections for uh, the state bodies, I guess, to mm -hmm. to early elections, maybe to appease <laughs> appease the people, you know, so they can vote on their representatives, which would make sense. It may, it would maybe calm the country a little bit. Uh, if they get to vote on the people that are representing yeah. them, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As opposed to just ousting the leader and putting in a leader without anybody getting to vote, which is probably not the best way to do things. That's what I've been saying this whole time. But I think Norway getting involved is good because now we have an arbiter, a neutral arbiter that's not America. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, 
the only thing that is bad about us that is that we are another socialist country. So, of course, we will not be very helpful because we are the same socialists here as in Venezuela. Uh, it's the same thing. I mean. Uh, not yeah, not really, but ki- well, kind of. I mean, what? you guys both make a lot of money off oil. You're both so- socialist type <laughs> countries, but it's not exactly the same. What? It's not the same. <laughs> but uh, uh, activist arrests inside the DC Venezuelan embassy. What is this all about? They say activists, but some of these people were actually in the embassy. Uh, they were embassy employees. At four activists who were protesting in the Venezuelan embassy in Washington. D.C. for more than a month on Thursday were arrested and forcibly removed from the building. Medea Benjamin, a co- the co-founder of anti-war organization Code Pink, told the Associated Press that the police entered the building early Thursday to arrest the protesters. The Venezuelan embassy has been the site of a face-off between supporters of Maduro and, and Venezuelan National Assembly leader uh, Guaido for the last few weeks. While Guaido has been recognized by the U.S. As, and a number of other nations as the interim president, uh, Maduro has refused to concede power, like we just said. Groups protesting inside the embassy, which started as more than 30 people but dwindled over the last month, believe that Maduro is the legitimate president. Uh, crowds supporting Guaido were frequently outside the building trying to get Maduro's backers to leave. Last week, the protest organizers said the electricity in the building was shut off. At the direction of Guaido, appointed diplomats recognized by the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos Vicio, uh, the Guaido-appointed ambassador, tweeted Thursday that the embassy has been liberated, thanking the Venezuelan uh, diaspora for helping. So the police went into this embassy and took it over for the U.S.-backed uh, ambassador as opposed to the Venezuelan-backed ambassador. Uh, this kind of breaks a lot of international laws, as far as I understand. <laughs> yeah, some some kind of laws, yeah. Sounds like it. You don't just bust into an embassy and put in your own <laughs> ambassador. That's just that's the point of what? even having an embassy, then. Really? No. It, it would be like me going to the Swedish embassy in Oslo and like say I'm the ambassador now (laughs) everybody out I I saw videos of (laughs) these protesters outside the embassy and they were they were racist bro Uh, there's no other way to put it but like really the Guaido supporters are incredibly racist I I, I've heard this before that like a lot of this the Venezuelan uh, issue that we don't hear about is that that Guaido side is a very um, white-centric uh, se- uh, sect of the Venezuelan government, and the Maduro side is more ethnocentric or uh, darker-skinned. Uh, y- you can even go look up like uh, the different cabinets of their government, and there's pictures of the Maduro side, and there's pictures of the Guaido side, and it's very clear the colors of the people and the separation here. There's a lot more racial tension happening than we hear about. Um, mm. it, it, it's almost a takeover. It's a, almost a white ethnic takeover if they were to put in Guaido. But outside this embassy, there was a lot of racial tension. I saw one guy saying some very incredibly racist stuff that I can't uh, repeat on here about the people in, in the embassy. 
Yeah, well, you can repeat it, but <laughs> you don't want to. No, exactly. <laughs> there were some neighbor words in there and some other things oh. that I just don't want to repeat. Yeah. We love the neighbor word. If anybody listens to this and goes like, what's the neighbor word? <laughs> Think of an other thing that starts with N. Right. <laughs> and it's not nagger. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite uh, uh, South Park episodes, by the way. Oh, yeah, right. I love that episode. Actually, I, th- I remember yeah. a kid getting in trouble at a job I was at. He, like, wrote that on a... <laughs> I was in the break room, I think, on, like, a whiteboard, and he wrote that down, and somebody got super offended because they probably had never seen the episode. Everybody else thought it was funny, but uh, he got really in trouble <laughs> he, for that. He, he wrote that <laughs> Nagger? Nagger? He wrote. Like, da- he drew we'll like he drew the whole scene of the uh, oh. of the Wheel of Fortune uh, bit yeah. on the on the whiteboard, and then he put in the the letters, but he <laughs> left out the one letter. Uh, yeah. yeah, didn't people were not happy about that? I'm not surprised though. He should have put a little more like a frame of reference for people who hadn't seen right. South Park. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, this was when I was a young kid, so. I don't. I haven't seen oh. that kid in years, though. Man, I should call him up. Ugh, but anyways, <laughs> let's move on to Julian Assange. I should call him up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I, I, it, I just completely forgot that person existed. You ever do that? You're like, and then you remember. Oh yeah, yeah. he was pretty fun to hang out with. Let's say call that guy up. Um, yeah. U.S. prosecutors to help themselves to Julian Assange's possessions. Uh, mm-hmm. Moving on to Julian Assange, material from WikiLeaks founder founder's time in the Ecuadorian embassy is said to include manuscripts. So we we might get a book out of this. Is that what Julian Assange's belongings from his time living in the Ecuadorian embassy in London will, will be handed over to the U.S. on Monday, according to WikiLeaks. Ecuadorian officials are traveling to London to allow prosecutors to help themselves to items, including legal papers, medical records, elect- and electronic equipment. WikiLeaks said the UN officials and Assange's lawyers were being stopped from being uh, present. Lawyers said it was an illegal search and seizure of property, uh, which has been requested by the U.S. authorities. The material is said to include two of Assange's manuscripts. Assange was dragged out of the embassy last month uh, and is serving a 50-week prison sentence. So the lawyers are fighting this, but I, this is this is an article from Sunday, but they did go in on Monday and take these items, uh, including his computers mm. and everything else. So the U.S. has possession of all of his uh, possessions, possessions of all of his possessions, yeah, <laughs> including his computers, which who knows what's on those computers, but... Uh, my guess is he probably wouldn't have left a whole lot on there. I'm going to guess porn. And pictures of Pamela Anderson. <laughs> right, yeah. Some video that she gave him, maybe. Some, like, cell phone videos or something. <laughs> Not that anybody would care about Pamela Anderson's cell phone videos. It's 2019, so we've all seen that. What was that sex type she made again? Who Which one? <laughs> Didn't she have multiple uh, sex tapes? And she was oh, in Playboy like a hundred times. Plus the movie Barbed Wire. Like we've seen her naked. You don't even need a sex tape. Such <laughs> uh, good. Good. Uh, well, uh, was it Tom Lee Jones she made the sex tapes? Uh, uh, sounds right. 
Yeah. Yeah, sex tech way. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No. Um, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, she has not changed in thirty years. So. Yeah, she's not happy about this whole Assange thing. She's come out in the media here saying that she believes that it's, you know, a a bunch of bullshit and that she's Mm. against him being extradited here. So we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm so surprised that Julian Assange's girlfriend is not satisfied with him getting in jail. It's so surprising. (laughs) Something related, I guess. Uh, Chelsea Manning ordered to jail after refusing to testi- testify before a grand jury. We talked about this Here last we week. Again. We yeah. said that she'd gotten out and that they were saying if she didn't testify, they were going to send her back to jail. And guess when, what happened? When this happened, from what day could this have possibly happened? It was a Thursday. Mm. <laughs> could it be a Thursday, maybe? Yeah. Federal judge ordered Chelsea Manning and former U.S. Uh, Army intelligence analyst who spent four years in prison to be jailed Thursday after she refused to cooperate with a grand jury investigation related to an anti related to the anti secrecy group WikiLeaks. I would rather starve to death than change my opinion in this regard. And when I say that, I mean that quite literally. Manning said during a hearing Thursday afternoon. That's in- that's pretty intense. <laughs> uh. Manning's attorney said she is disappointed with the judge's decision. She argued Manning is famously principled and jailing her again is useless because no amount of incarceration can force her to relent. Uh, This is a quote. She's not going to cooperate with the grand jury. She knows it. I know it. Her friends and her family know it, said her uh, lawyer. Mm. She's saying she's going to starve. She would rather starve to death than... uh, do anything to testify against Julian Assange. She she's a fucking hero, lady. And it's been going for so long. I feel like I, I lo- love that she's a hero, and I think it's amazing the things she's done. But I I mm. hate that she has to continue to be a hero. You know what I mean? I like know. it's great to be I a know. hero, but you shouldn't have to continuously be a hero for. I don't know your whole life, basically. Like she was a young kid or young kid when this started, and she's much older now, and it's still continuing. It's like, when is it going to be over for her? Now she's been going through tremendously much. Uh, I'm very happy that she has uh, has, but <coughs> I totally agree with you. It's fucking unnecessary, and I'm very, very, very disappointed in. And how it goes, but... And where are the Democrats to fight this? It's fucking... I don't know. Where are they? Where are the liberals saying, this is wrong? Apparently, we're the only ones. (laughs) Well, we're not real Democrats, so... Right, Democrats are apparently conservatives now, so that's great. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Democrats, you know where a lot of Democrats are from? Uh, San Francisco? I believe there's a lot of liberals in San Francisco. Why don't you go into this? Mm-hmm. San Francisco bans the use of face recognition. recognition. There you go. Recognition technology. That's a hard word to say when you're Norwegian and have a stomach pain. Uh, Think of yes, re- recog uh, like from the movie uh, Minority Report, recog and then nishin. There you go. 
San Francisco has become the first U.S. city to ban the use of uh, facial whatever looks at uh, technology uh, by police <laughs> city agents. Uh, the city board of supervisors voted eight to one on measures on Tuesday, an action several other cities and states could follow. The audience also uh, recognized city departments uh, to disclose any surveillance technologies that currently use or plan to use, and spell out policies regarding them uh, regarding them that the board of supervisors must approve. The ban does not affect personal, business, or federal government use of uh, of facial uh, recognition technology. So, if it doesn't ban personal, business, or federal, what's fucking left then? Well, I mean, it's, that's all that the board of the city's board of supervisors. That's probably all the power that they have. You know what I mean? I understand, is against but, the city. But, but 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 who who would use it if you're not personal? <laughs> I don't know a lot of people that have their personal facial recognition software uh, with cameras all over the on city. Your <laughs> on your phone? Uh, oh, on that. your phone? Oh, that. That's yeah. that's not the same. You're talking about, uh, uh, what is it called? Facial, uh, the facial lock on like an iPhone or something like that. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same technology, but it's not. it's not the same. Uh, facial recognition in, in like a city it has to do with hundreds of cameras mapping all these people at once and one camera will recognize a face and as you're walking down the street the next camera will also go oh there's the same face and so it's basically tracking each face around the city if that makes sense so it's a lot different than just logging into your own phone I understand that but uh, it, it is facial recognition software on those kind of things. Yeah, it's not the same software. This is we're talking about much more advanced software. Like if you were to use an iPhone and you put a hat on, your iPhone's gonna go, Who's this? Or you put sunglasses on, where the this kind of software, it probably will recognize your jawline or anything like that. They're showing a picture here of this guy putting on makeup to try to like change his facial features to screw with the cameras. Um and that's what you would have to do. You would have to use some kind of mask or something like that all the time uh, if you wanted to avoid being tracked by these cameras. Mm. Hey, have you ever played Squash? <sighs> I don't think so. It's like I the one in the little room with the with the tennis ball, right? Right, okay. right. I've and, been in a I Squash never... room before, and I played in it, like, throwing... I had, like... 20 bouncy balls that I got out of like a vending machine and threw them around in there, but I've never played the game. I never played it and I never watched like any TV of it. I I know it mostly from like TV shows, I think. Uh, yeah, it's uh, like it's what don't... rich people play at country clubs. That's the only thing I right. think of when I think of squash. <laughs> right. I think of not Game of Thrones. I have Game of Thrones on my head. This week, but uh, is it House of Cards where they play a lot of squash? Probably, and it's, it's all a bunch of rich yeah. ass white people. Sounds about right. But uh, yeah, um, there was this uh, surprise in a 
a Spanish squash championship that was kind of different. Why don't you tell us about this? Uh, Spanish squash champion uh, championship spurs sexism debate. Okay, what does that mean? Squash championship in northern Spain has sparked a debate about sexism in a sport after female participants were awarded a vibrator, wax, and a kit to remove fit foot calluses. Okay, <laughs> top women players in Aust uh, Austria's championship wrote to a local squash federation to complain about the incident. It prompted resignations at the club that organized the event. The contest winner told BBC that things have to change. Uh, she was awarded the trophy and a vibrator vibrator for getting the top spot in the competition. So num the number one oh. that was the number one prize was a vibrator. Uh, second, third, and fourth places got an F electric foot file and a hair removal wax kit. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story. I actually have a little bit of a defense for this, but I'm going to continue. The women sent uh, sent the prizes to the local squash federation along with the letter of complaint. The federation has uh, helped them to take action. All right, what do you think about this whole thing, Fro? Oh, it's so fucking stupid. But uh, but but uh, it, I, I I I'm I'm looking forward to you trying to. Explain to me why why this is. Uh, I mean, it's clearly it, it, it's obviously not good to be getting giving out vibrators as prizes basically in any competition unless you're at like a um Shit. unless you're at a porn championship a porn convention maybe <laughs> yeah well the masturbation championship Remember? uh yeah and they got the female uh, division and the male mm -hmm. division right okay and then you have the mixed mm -hmm. division where you have to try to get each other off. Um, I just, I think that joke went a little too far right there. <laughs> no, my thought was the thing That's that they don't, sex they don't, well, no, it'd be like mutual masturbation is what I was thinking. Uh, and then whoever, uh, oh, oh. whoever, whoever goes first loses, if that makes sense. Ah, also it will always be a guy that loses. It's possible <laughs> unless the guy is uh. really, really talented. Um, the thing they don't put in here is who, you know, when you uh, have a sports contest or a, any kind of sporting event, it's going to be sponsored by a some company, right? How do we know that this sporting event was not sponsored by Sally's Beauty Products? And that's who donated all these prices. <laughs> well, it was sponsored by, I think, what, what is that like footwear thingy called... That the there's a picture in one of 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 them that shows Durex Durex I think I don't see this picture Maybe. you're talking about. Uh, there's a Durex play. There's a Veet something. Oh the, no, that Durex that's a that's the vibrator from. <laughs> Right. That's what maybe I'm saying. If this, let's yeah, say this, maybe it was sponsored by Durex. And they they gave yeah, exactly. And then there would be a little less complaint because if you knew you were going to a sporting event that was sponsored by a sex toy shop or something like that, then maybe you don't have as much of a complaint. Does that make sense, Fro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So, I don't know. If I, Sally's I, Beauty I... Supplies and uh, and porn accessories is the one that's sponsoring your squash event and then you get a you get a vibrator as the prize. Maybe don't be so as surprised, but I don't know. Maybe this isn't uh, being sponsored by those. It's just my 
uh, elaborate defense of this. <laughs> I think I think probably it was uh, a shit man thinking, oh, this this will be a nice price because he got it for his wife for her birthday. I guess so. That's that looks, what I think. That looks like a cheap ass crappy vibrator, anyways. But sure. <laughs> It looks very, very, very cheap and very, very, very bad. Well, I know Durex condoms, and they're like the cheapest, crappiest condoms you can get. So, okay. Hey, uh, do your milkshake bring all the boys to the yard? Uh, I don't have any milkshakes. That's my problem. But uh, probably, if oh. I had a milkshake, it would probably bring somebody to the yard. Because, uh, Which is kind of confusing, because uh, if you had a milkshake in your backyard, wouldn't it just melt? <laughs> because uh, if you had, it's better than yours. Uh, Maybe I have a I freezer in my backyard? To, like... I, can, I can teach you, but I have to charge. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Colises. Uh Yeah, Nigel Farage is very, very... He likes uh, uh, milkshakes. Uh, he's a fucking twat. Uh, what can we say about Nigel Brush? Uh He thinks he's really smart and he's a moron. Is that, that pretty much sum it up? <laughs> he's one of those people who are like, I'm really smart. And then he talks and you're like, but everything you say is stupid. So it doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little too sad that like he's like, uh, the voice of Brexit. Like, that's Nigel Farage is most known for getting Britain out of Brexit. Like, in the Brexit. Yeah, I guess so. Oh. Or, I mean, like, he was part of the uh, the party at the time that was behind it. I don't think he's actually... Is he still part of the, that party? No, he, he's made his own uh, fucking party now. Right, okay. Uh, guess, what, guess what it's called, Look, It's very hard to... I will give you a hint. <laughs> the Brexit, Brexit party? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, so even the party at the time that when Brexit happened, he he's not even in that party anymore, but that's what the, that no. whole thing is of reference to. But he was doused with a milkshake, so let's see this milkshake video, and then we'll talk more about it. Let's do that in uh, three, two, one, play. So, he's getting questions from people, getting around. Oh, I kind of cut the that. sound off at the beginning, but it's fine. There we go. Yeah. Right, okay. Good stuff. Okay. Okay, good stuff. Jolly old. Jolly old. Tally ho, good boy. <laughs> I have a broom up my ass. He says hello to some women. Right. Hello, we've been on the cafe. Come round the cafe. <laughs> I can't help but do accents when I hear people do that. I'm not making fun of anybody in England. If that, it, I'm just, I, I'm engaged by the, the vocals. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love this. What is he doing? He's just walking in circles. By the way, we should mention. Yeah. And some guy. <laughs> that guy definitely looks like he's been on uh, he, online for a while. Uh -huh. And now we're getting a front shot of him covered in milkshake. It's pretty, it's pretty, he got him pretty good. 
<laughs> I, I would I would say that he gets got him very I, good. I would have gone for the face. He kind of missed the face, but other than that, it's all over his chest, all over his stomach. Kind of got his mm -hmm. bodyguard a little a, a bit as well. Yep. And um, look, do you know that this is actually a thing? Apparently, okay. they do. Yeah, that's what I heard today. Is that multiple people have been getting milkshakes thrown on them in the UK? Do you know why this is a trend? No, no I don't know why, but I know that it has happened to many unpopular uh, British people. That and flour for some fucking reason. Yeah, like um. It says here it was a five dollar and twenty five or five pound twenty five five guys banana and salted caramel milkshake. That's the milkshake mm. we just. That's actually an expensive milkshake to be throwing on somebody, and I like five mm -hmm. guys milkshakes. They're really good. I'm also seeing here police ordered McDonald's outlet near uh, Farage campaign rally to stop selling milkshakes or ice cream. The restaurant staff have said. <laughs> so that was actually from today. This is an update on the story. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, I, I really, I really enjoy this. And, uh... I guess I a mean, bunch of YouTubers as well, uh, like, right-wing YouTubers uh, that are, like, British YouTubers have been attacked, uh, not... I guess attacked with milkshakes is the best way to put it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a traditional thing they do there. I don't know, and somebody <laughs> explain it to me, like, what's the... What does it represent? Is it, like have to do with the color of the milkshake or the milk itself or like you know what i mean or is it kind of like uh when PETA people throw red paint on people who wear fur is it like that somehow right. i don't know. i want to know the context of the milkshake so somebody email us at another digital citizen at gmail.com uh he said in a tweet sadly some uh, remainers have uh become radicalized to extend to the normal campaigning has become impossible for civilized democracy to work. We need the loser, loser's consent politicians not accepting the referendum results have led us up to this. So he was not, he was not amused. In I, was, the I was watching a video about the whole situation and it was out from a conservative person on YouTube, and he was saying, um, oh, the left is turning to violence, Fro, because of these milkshakes. <laughs> yeah. Talking about conservatives... Just a um, joke, bro. It's just a joke. <laughs> yes. What would it make to make you a conservative look? Well, I mean, when you think about it... Uh, uh, Lincoln was a Republican, right? Abraham Lincoln. Right. So the de mm -hmm. the definitions are the the we consider what we consider Republican or Democrat today. Maybe we're not those things in the past. So as soon as the whole Overton window shifts and Republican is Democrat and Democrat is Republican, which I think we're in the middle of right now because a lot of these Democrats are starting to look like Republicans, and a lot of these Republicans are starting to look like Nazis. So, uh. Once the Overton window shifts that far, I guess it would maybe years, but you know what I'm saying? Like if Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, it can happen eventually. 
I, th- I think it's like the the definition of what makes someone conservative and not conservative. I I look at myself as uh, more conservative than than Luke. I I think Luke is more liberal than me, but sure. I have I, uh, I I I do look at myself uh, less conservative than than conservative. I mean. I'm pro women's rights and uh, a lot of uh, anti-conservative views. And when I look at the conservative government in Norway, I see a lot of things that I don't agree with at all. And uh, Trump is going to tell the truth of why I'm not a conservative. This is Tron with Tron tells the truth. Sometimes I get questions. Questions is why I'm not a conservative. Why I don't believe in conservative values. It sounds so good. Yes, it does. It sounds so good. The problem is, when it comes to conservatism, they never have suggestion for anything. Yeah, nothing like more conservatives like more than waving the big national proud finger. I heard once that we love Ronald Reagan because he make me us feel great again. Yeah, feeling great again. But feeling great again, for what? Because y- your salary has been screwed, economy was screwed, new wars, new bullshit, veterans was thrown on the street, so how do you feel good again? Yes, because you had a national speech. Talk about freedom, talk about blah, blah, blah. That's what conservatives do. They talk about nation, talk about Jesus, talk about central responsibility, blah, 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 blah. This is blah, 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 all of it. Because it's not policy. Uh, a lot of people said, yeah, the state cannot do things the private sector can do. So we have to give everything to the private sector. Yes, the problem is, again, bullshit. Because if you cannot run a state, you cannot run hospital, uh, public schools and hospitals, how can you do it only when they get privatized? It's like everyone needs an economical motive for running things good. It's like people who work in the state don't have motivation to do a good job as to people who work in the private sector. I think it's more a lack of responsibility. Conservatives won't, don't want to have responsibility of anything. If the healthcare system is fucked up, they can say, oh no, we didn't. There was that and that company, so we just changed and do the same all over again. Conservatives don't want to talk about communists, like, oh, they tried it again and again and again and it failed. Yes, but we also tried conservatism again and again and again, and it failed too. We need new policy, not bullshit speech or who love America and love the world the most, or who clean themselves with a flag or all that kind of shit. We need policies based in policy, solution, what you're going to do with the problem, and so on and so on. Because that's the only way we're moving forward. As we're talking right now, the conservatives like... Donald Trump is in the corner. So what he do? The same as a lot of other presidents do. He claim he want a war with Iran. Yes. Because Iran built their their country too near all the military bases America have around in the Middle East. A new war in Iran is not gonna be a picnic. It's not gonna be Afghanistan. It's definitely gonna not be Iraq. And if you're still dreaming about the wonderful times of Vietnam well, there you got it. Maybe a little bit worse. But this time, this time, the fuck up will be televised. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. 
So that was uh, Tron talking about why he can't be a conservative. Interesting point to you there. I've always thought of conservatives as like just being stuck in their ways. Like maybe a better Mm. way to put it is like uh, there is a system that's built. And I always thought of conservatives as people who defend that system no matter how bad it is. And then liberals are people who are looking ways to like improve the system. That's the way I've always looked at liberals and conservatives. Is that a good definition to you, Fro? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I would agree with that. Hey, Eurovision! We're going to talk about Eurovision for one last time. I'm going to say for one last time very many times, because this is uh, the podcast about last times. It feels like, uh, now the end is near, a podcast this week, uh, because we were going to talk about a lot of things ending. Uh, For example, Eurovision. Uh, Eurovision 2019, the Netherlands, Duncan Lawrence declared a winner with the song Arcade. Uh, Not of my favorites and not on Luke's favorites uh, list. Uh, What is a little sad, and uh, I'm going to explain this as... um, Easy as possible. Norway won uh, the voting by the people, the like the call-in. Your people's champion uh, is what you're saying. Yeah, we 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 are the people's champion. Uh, in each of the countries, there's five people in a jury, and they get to vote, and their votes. Uh, um, uh, do uh, count as much as the people people's voice. I'm very against this. Not just because Norway won what I would call the popular vote or uh, the calling vote, but but also because there's there's five people. Like we don't know what kind of merit they have, and it also feels very undemocratic. It's a little like the Peace Prize without any com- any <laughs> comparisons, where where like five people decides who has been the most peaceful person. But it's like five people and their votes does count as much as like millions of people that has voted in 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 the final. That sounds a little, like, strange in my ears, but anyway. I mean, there must um, be some reason for it, but you do sound kind of like a Clinton voter in 2016 right now, but that's fine. Right. But I, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I, it was the biggest difference between jury voting and the popular voting. Uh, we got 69 points from the jury and over 300 and something, three, almost 400 points for from from uh, the popular votes. So there was a big disparity between those. Uh, Michael Rice from the UK got uh, the last place, sadly. But you've seen a little of this. Um, did you think it was an improvement from the video that we watched with his bare ass? Right. Um, he's, I think 
live, at least from what I saw of it, because it's not like the live version is really not available in America. <laughs> um, right. I saw like uh, I watched part of it with a reaction channel from the UK, so I was able mm-hmm. to see parts of it, and uh, he's it more engaging with the audience as far as live goes. And there was a part where he kind of goes come on, everybody, and, like, gets the crowd into it, which definitely helped. That was Mm. one, I think, one of the negative things I had against it um, when I talked about the music video is that it didn't have any crowd interaction, but this guy made crowd interaction out of it. So I got to give him Mm. points there. Probably helped. Uh, I can see why it won because of the tone of the music and the the guy's kind of good-looking. So women and gay men probably voted for him just for that reason. Um... And he's a good vocalist, so I'm not super upset by this choice. I just think there are other songs that I thought were better. Oh yeah, no, I'm 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 disappointed, and I I've I've I just I I need to calm down <laughs> from my high hours. But right now, I'm I'm like, ugh, why even bother when the jury gave it so low and like the people's. <laughs> People gave Norway so much point, and it still came like fifth. It makes absolutely no sense. How much you want to bet? Eyes. California or New York wins the American one. How much you want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We will see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, it's not going to be I... Illinois that wins. I can tell you that much. <laughs> and now. The winner, Utah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and there's a Mormon from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir singing a song. Um, anyway. Uh, hey, could they last week, enter those little sorry? kids? Those little kids could... Or no, there's age limit that you have to be to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. uh, you have to be in 16. Yeah. Right, yeah, 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 okay. Hey... Last week we had uh, one of my, our most popular shows. Uh, I want to thank Nikki uh, for being on last week. Uh, we had uh, tremendously much downloads in the first 24 hours. It was like, whoa, shit! People right. like that we talk, talk about sex for some reason. People love uh, sex, bro. Sex sells, as they say. Yeah, so we will definitely have her on again. I already asked her, and she. She would be willing to come and talk about things we would discuss in the future. She loved to be on, and so I want to t- say thank you to her. Uh, hey, I want to thank everybody who like- listened and everybody who is here from the last show yes. who listened for the first time. If you're here again, I want to thank you for sticking around, and hopefully, you enjoyed the show as much as you liked the last one. And remember, sharing is caring. Was my next thing I was going to yeah. say because they. We say it in the end of the show every time where when everybody has turned the show on, if your name isn't Jeremy um, and you listen to everything we say. Uh, so remember, if you liked last week's show or if you like this week's show, hey, why don't you tell a friend about it? Tell them, hey, download another digital citizen down on your device. We yeah. love that you share. You don't have to go to Audible Trial slash uh, Another Digital Citizen. AudibleTrial.com yeah. forward slash Another Digital Citizen. 
No, you don't have to do that. This is free. Tell well, your friend. But we would like you to do that, but it is free to share yeah. it. To share it on your Twitter or your Instagram or your Facebook if you still have that. Or whatever other social media you're using. If you're a Republican, post it on Gab because I think only Republicans <laughs> are on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it on your MySpace. I would love to see it on uh, 4chan uh, or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, get passed around. Yeah. Yep. Sharing is caring, so please do that. Uh, have you gotten any emails to another digital citizen at gmail.com? I don't see any, no. Uh, we got a Facebook, face, uh, Facebook, another digital citizen on Facebook. If you want to go there, just some yeah. news articles and Even music while we can. and memes and everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get an Instagram because it's basically just having a Facebook because they're owned by the same company. So there's no reason to get an Instagram. We've tried Twitter. It really didn't work out all that well. I guess I could try it again, but yeah, I don't know. Where should we move? Should we just make a Discord for everybody or something like that? I don't know. Let us know at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Hey, Netflix has 175 days left to pull off a miracle. Or it's all over. Da, da, da. Yeah. Last year, half of Americans aged 22 to 45 which zero hours of cable TV and almost... Three 35 million households were quit cable the last decade. All people are not now moving to streaming services like Netflix. Today, more than half an American household subscribe to the streaming service. The media calls it cord cutting. I haven't had so this- cable or a satellite in... <sighs> 14 or 15 years, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I don't ever watch linear TV. Maybe it's not that. Maybe, maybe eleven or twelve. It, it's got to be since about two thousand eight or two thousand nine, something like that. So yeah, I guess I, like ten years. Like the only thing I watch linear. Can you hear that in the background? What is How that? Is there rains? a drone outside? No, it rains that fucking much. It sounds like a drone is like. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not pouring outside, it's like, it decided to, like, turn oh, on. It's going to rain. Yeah. Yeah, I could hear it, kind of. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad, though. Anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but uh, now uh, Netflix has changed, like, how you view, view things. But uh, here's the problem. Disney. Is coming in. It says here, uh, Walt Disney is one of the America's most iconic companies. Over 160 million visited their theme park last year, but over the last decade, its core part of its business has been disrupted. More than a third of Disney's revenue comes from cable business. As you may know, Disney owns sports networks, ABC and uh, ESPN. Uh, it also owns Fox, or it doesn't own Fox. Uh, it owns Fox News, but not Fox, the regular TV channel, right? Uh, wow. It makes money delivering its content to millions of Americans through cable providers like AT&T. Uh, Disney cable business has stagnated over the last seven years. But in about 175 days, Disney is set to launch its streaming service, Disney+. Plus, uh, and it's pulling all of its content off of Netflix, as well as Hulu. Yeah. 
I should mention. They don't say Hulu in here, but all of the stuff that's an ABC show or anything that's owned by Disney Corp is going to be moved off of Netflix and Hulu. Uh, Disney and it's bought Hulu as well, so uh, right. Uh, but they're also yeah. they're also going to take all that content that's on there that's Disney uh, right. already, and they're going to move it over to their Disney Plus. But they also are cool. buying up Hulu. Current. I don't know if it's completely bought up yet, but they're it's like in the works. Um, but here's the problem: it is that Disney's price is six ninety nine a month, and that is around six dollars cheaper than Netflix, and it's pushing their content to the moon and fucking back. I mean, I'm going to be subscribed to Disney Plus. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I I would encourage everybody to not subscribe to this because uh, keeping these kind of independent online streaming services is important because uh, once Disney takes over, it it's over. There's no way somebody else is going to be able to come in and create a independent the source for this and we're going to lose that whole concept of the internet to to big business but i mean at 6.99 a month i only play 8.99 right now for netflix i don't get right. they're talking when they're saying here they're talking about like the high def everything i don't have the high def version i just have the regular def version and i'm happy with the netflix i have and right uh most of the stuff that they're saying is going to be removed, I've already watched it on Netflix, maybe once or twice. Yeah. So I don't need to watch I mean, it again on Disney+. Plus. I agree, but uh, it's taking away Modern Family, The Simpsons. Like, we're, we're talking about a lot of content going on off of Netflix. And I think Netflix in, is in deep shit of trouble. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying for me personally, uh, I think that if you're on the side of a free internet, you should be against this Disney uh, streaming service. That's my own personal opinion. And that I'm coming from like a uh, internet, a free internet kind of uh, activist's point of view, Fro. And I think this is bad for a free internet. I agree that it's bad for free internet, but it's very good for people that are easily. Uh, uh, entertained by things they find online, like me. Sure. I mean, if Netflix goes away and all that's left is Hulu and Disney Plus, I'll stay on Hulu maybe, and then I'll s just steal everything else. So there you go, Disney. You just created a pirate. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, no, but I I steal a lot from Hulu already because we don't have Hulu here, here in Norway. Sure, right. But uh, talking about stealing from Hulu. Have you seen anything on TV this week? <clears throat> oh, why don't you start out with what you saw, I guess? Uh, Game of uh, Thrones? That's what I thought we were going to start with, not the Hulu stuff. <laughs> That's the best place to start, and we'll get into that. Maybe that'll be like the last thing we talk about is the Hulu stuff, but... yeah, Last episode of Game of Thrones, everybody saw it. What did they say, 50 million people? Uh, we're watching it was, the, watching it was ridiculously high, yeah. and nobody's satisfied with it. That's for sure. <laughs> I've seen so many people like, "Fuck this episode! Fuck this season! Fuck everything!" 
I hate Game of Thrones now. <laughs> Especially people who read the books. Apparently, if you read the books, like this last part, um, like they, the author got disconnected from the show two seasons ago or <laughs> yep. something, right? Yeah, and um, yes, yes. But he gave them the ending, and so they just like took what they knew about the ending and then built up to it. This is what I'm to understand. Because I know nothing mm -hmm. about this. Um, and so people were mad that he kind of rushed through a bunch of stuff, or th that they rushed through a bunch of stuff in this last season. Uh, oh, yeah. Which I can understand, because it seems like they just rushed this last season completely. Because Fro oh, yeah. said, uh, I last week he's like, oh, well, let's watch the final episode of uh, Game of Thrones. And I was like... Yeah, I'll watch the final episode. If it's if it's a double, I'll watch the second one. And Fro's like, no, no, it's not a double. It's it's just a no. single episode. Yeah, uh, Fro, it's a single episode, but it's an hour and twenty minutes. A wow. <laughs> a normal TV hour, Fro, is forty two wow. minutes. This was technically a double episode. Either that, or oh. it's ten minutes away from a feature film. One or the other. <laughs> it's it's shit long. I agree, but uh, that's not. Yeah, this I call this a double double episode. So I watched the last forty five minutes of this. Okay, cool. Because I considered that think? the last episode in my mind. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. What did you think about the last forty five minutes of Game of Thrones? So I came in as their the dragon is. They're battling in the dragon, the lady gets stabbed, and then they melt the chair. That's where I came mm -hmm. into it. Yeah. Cool. What did you think about it? After that part, it was incredibly boring. Right after that, we get an entire, <laughs> what, 20-minute section of, like, an election. How exciting. Oh. Elections are so exciting. It was about as exciting as Star Wars 2, where the whole thing was all about <laughs> trade deals and elections. Is, yes. Yeah, I, I, I thought of Star Wars 2 when I was watching it. I was like, didn't we already have this? And I, I, I think back to myself, oh, that's right. It was in Star Wars 2. They did the same thing. <laughs> oh, open the elections! What a funny, funny thing to do, to, to have! Haha! <laughs> what a what a funny joke they made there! <laughs> oh! I'll give the power to the people! <laughs> right, you didn't mention the joke. For people who haven't seen, there was a oh. joke where the one guy stands up and says, "Maybe we should let the people vote on their leader," and everybody laughs oh. because this is, of course, a um, monarchy, and they. We can't have just everybody voting. We need a king. Right. And so that was the joke, which would never... Like, it kind of broke the fourth wall, don't you think? Oh, so much. So I mean, not much. not de definitely broke it. He didn't look right into the camera and say it. But, I mean, that's right. to a degree breaking the fourth wall. Um, let's see. And then the ending is a lot of stuff that I have no idea what was happening. Because we have, like, this guy <laughs> walking, like... Apparently there's just a big door in that ice wall. I guess <laughs> at some point they built a big door and mm -hmm. then he leaves and I don't know why he left or why everybody was mad at him but he was kind of, I guess he was a jerk or something. Mm, I don't know so. And that was it. He let, he rode off into the woods with a bunch of random people. Yeah, no this is uh, I will give this uh, 3 out of 10. 
I don't. I, I I'm like, not going to score it I like because I, I have nothing to share. So I, I don't think that's... scoring this is a good idea. Because you're not going to get it. Scoring this is not a, a good idea. Number one, we have no frame of reference to score it by. Number two, all you're going to get is people mad at you. Nobody's going to be I happy, know. right? I know. But, so, but I'm just saying. Mad on the internet. Sure, I guess That's so. That's what, what, what people do now. Uh, didn't we just talk about this in the intro? <laughs> oh, we need to get famous. <laughs> we need to make somebody mad and ruin their career. Okay. Um, yes. I don't know. I have no frame of reference as to how to score this, so I just give it a. <laughs> I give it a Renaissance Fair out of uh, Mead. How's that sound? <laughs> um, but, anyways, yes. What else have you watched this week? Let's see. Uh, a lot of finales. Tons of finales yes. this week. And I think we're. I'm, I already have like two. So many. Two finales down that I are I'm gonna watch next week actually, so this Ghost these two weeks are fun. like yeah sorry these two weeks are definitely uh, big finale weeks and then I think the beginning of next month is when we start seeing a whole lot of new shows so uh, yeah let's talk ghosts Ghost had its finale this week what did you think about this finale remind everybody Ghost is a British BBC show about a yeah. woman who lives in a mansion, or inherits a mansion, and it's uh, haunted. Uh, that's the easiest way to put it without ruining anything, because it's a comedy show. Uh, I thought this was amazing. This is on the top of my list for best shows of the year, maybe one or yep. two right now. I gave it a 9.0. Yeah, I gave it a 9.0 as well. I fucking love this. Uh, I was upset that British seasons a series of tv shows are so short and i wish so short. british yeah. tv shows were longer seasons because i enjoyed this yeah. so much but yeah uh big bang theory ended this week i finally watched it uh, so it was a series finale not the season finale series uh right. so the whole uh, season 12 uh, is the final season uh, I watched it. I really liked the ending. Very good ending. Some people were not happy with it, um, in the sense that they wanted more wrap up with the story of the characters, and not the thing. The thing that I found interesting about the ending is that Sheldon ends up being the the main character in the final episode. But if you go back to the first mm -hmm. episode of the first season. He is this secondary, even thirdary character of the show. Right. Penny and the other guy are the main characters of the show originally. And over mm. time, people um, so much uh, took Sheldon as the best part of the show that he became the main character over time, uh, which I find yeah. interesting as far as the how the show built and everything. I mean... When I first saw this show, the very first episodes, I was forced to by a friend of mine. Actually, it was the same guy who wrote that thing on the whiteboard <laughs> at work uh, when I was a kid. He made me watch the first few episodes of this, and I didn't like it. I never liked the show when it first came out. And then I remember it, it got put on Netflix, I think, and then I was like, okay, I'll binge whatever's on there. Um, and then I just continued to watch it, but it's not. it really hasn't been a good show for years. Would you say that's oh, correct? No. I, I, I would say that is completely fair. I, th I thought uh, the two first seasons uh, were the best. Did you ever see the unaired uh, first episode? 
Yes. Where they have a whole different characters and it's like a yes, whole yes, different yes, yes. story. Uh, yeah, everybody mm-hmm. go check out the unaired pilot of Big Bang Theory if you haven't seen that. It's on the DVD of like the first season. Probably on YouTube, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, but go go try to find that. It's very interesting to see how the show was supposed to be originally and how it ended up, especially after mm-hmm. now that it's completely over. But uh, can we spoil it? Are we spoiled on What is there to spoil? I mean, they get the Nobel Prize in... That's not really uh, a spoiler, I don't think. <laughs> isn't it? I mean, a spoiler is kind of like if somebody dies or something, you know, in a sitcom, uh, you know the ending is going to be happy. I think everybody knew if you've been watching the show that he was going to end up with the prize. You know, it's that kind of like, it's very obvious. I don't think it's necessarily a spoiler. Yeah. I think if Stick like they had a baby and it turned out to be twins or something like that, that could be a spoiler, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe everybody's going to get mad at you for, for spoiling that. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, I mean, the big thing that I thought was interesting, or that I knew was going to happen, but I thought was a little understated, was the elevator. Uh, That's so funny. I mean, it was funny, but at the same time, I thought it was a little understated in the sense that I thought it would be a much bigger plot point for the final episode. Mm -hmm. But it was something that was needed to happen, because you knew that that was going to happen in the last episode, since the first episode. (laughs) So, yeah. Um... What else did I see this week? Another finale. Uh, Survivor finale, season 38. Oh, that was a very, very, very exciting finale. Well, that fi- well the final um, uh, contest was the most exciting part. I, yes. I thought the, uh, the jury... I don't know. There were certain things I didn't like about it. Uh, I liked... The last episode in the competitions, and I thought that was very exciting. Right. But when you really think about it, that guy did not have to live... The guy who ended up winning did not have to go through all of the tribals and all of the contests and all of the uh, trial uh, trials that some of the other people had to go through to get to the end. Because he was on... Right. Uh, whatever, Exile Island for most of his yeah. time there. So he did... I don't know. In a way, I feel like he kind of less deserved to win than the other two people that went to the final but I I, I totally agree uh, but that's just because maybe it's just because we both that's Exile Island is just doesn't make sense when you break it down like that Um, but in the in the end I think you're right that this final episode was super exciting so super exciting Uh, what'd you give this season um a seven and a half that's exactly what I give it. All right, you you were about to say something. No, I I I I I thought it was the wrong winner, but but other than that, it was super exciting. The wrong I can person see won. I can see the reasoning behind why he won, but oh, to yeah. me, I thought yeah. that he he got an he got an easy route to the end, as opposed to the other two yes. who didn't get as easy of a route. Oh, yeah, we should say Big Bang Theory. Let's give it a number for the entire series. Oh, the whole thing? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All the seasons? Uh, Yeah, I'm giving it a solid 5.5. Yeah, I think I would give it a 6, just because it's just 
a little better than it's it's uh, it, it has entertained me for twelve fucking seasons. So. There's I if can. you're going back and you haven't seen any of it and you're starting from episode one, I can tell you right now there's mm-hmm. going to be a, two seasons where uh, him and Penny are talking about getting married, and it's like these uh, two seasons that last mm-hmm. for fucking ever, and it's yeah, it, you you just have to get past that, I guess, but. And it never really yeah. gets any better after that, to be honest. No. Well, I I think the Rosh storyline is maybe the worst thing, but that's my personal opinion. Right, and his character changed so much from the beginning to the end, but yeah, uh, yeah, you just have to see it. Uh, what else did you see this week? Uh, I watched Catch Twenty Two on Hulu. Yep, season you one. This? Yes, I did. Good. What did you think about this? Uh, this is a this is based on a on the book Catch Twenty Two, directed yes. by uh, ER guy. Why can't I remember his name? Uh, George Clooney. George Clooney. There you go. Uh, and it had a few other big name actors in it as well. Um, yep. I thought it was good. I. I read the book when I was in like high school, and so I was like going through this and going, I don't remember that part. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> that part. So I had to go online and look it up and find like how the two are different. There are a lot of differences, um, but oh, this show is a lot of difference. This show is more of a comedy than the book is, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, it's billed as a comedy, but I would not say it's super comedic in any. What I mean, do you think it's laugh out loud no, funny? It's not- no, it's it's comedic, but it's not like ha-ha funny. It's more like, ah, oh, that's funny. And there's very, very dark parts of it as well. But Right. But uh, all over, I would give this a seven. Uh, I gave it a six. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's on Hulu, if anybody wants to see it. Um. <laughs> I think there was only six episodes of this, but they're hour long each. Yeah. I think they're long, long episodes. Well, I mean, standard, pretty standard for o- online episodes. Let's see, what it's, else did I see? It's very, very good that it's uh, like yeah, ended. <laughs> uh, what else did I watch? Arrows, uh, season seven finale. Arrow is that what you uh, said? Yeah, Arrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I also watched uh, Human Season 3 finale this week. Have you ever seen Humans? No. I don't even know what that is. It's uh, about this android people. Um, uh, like, uh, you will... I, I think you will fucking love this show. Uh, I think it's a BBC production, if I'm not 110% uncorrect. But uh, it's about human-android connection and how, like, uh, we treat androids and things like that. I think that's a very, very, very good show. I would say season one and two are better than season three, but I enjoyed season three. Uh, I would give it an eight, maybe. But but, uh, I would say the two first seasons of humans are better. Okay, I saw Barry season two finale. Yes, very good season finale. Yeah, very good season <laughs> altogether. There's one episode where it's all just him 
fighting this one guy, which is a good episode. Yeah. It's like it starts out and he gets in this fu- uh, battle with this guy and it goes through the whole episode where he's going all these different places and the guy ends up being in mm. all those places and they end up fighting. I, uh, that was one of the best episodes to me. Um, I gave this whole season an 8.5. 8.5 as well from me. Okay, uh, last thing, uh, Young Sheldon Season 2 finale. Yeah. Uh, I It was very interesting, like, watching those two finales, like, back-to-back, uh, before, because I watched Big Bang before I watched uh, the Sheldon finale, and I was like, I like this much better than Big Bang. <laughs> it's so much better. Uh, yeah. My, my, my uh, the, the, I, I thought the season finale kind of lacked a, lacked a little something, but I think it was because they hyped it up as it was going to be this big, huge, uh, controversial reveal. thing that was going to happen. Yeah, it's yeah. a big reveal. And the reveal was not as... Mm, no. Exciting as I... Th- well, what I thought it was going to be was going to be uh, his dad was going to have a heart attack because we know that's going to happen in yep. the show eventually because that was put into the Big Bang Theory. Um, so that's eventually going to happen, but this ending was more just pointing out what's going to happen in the future with Big Bang. And I, I, the ending was good, but I didn't think it was as exciting as they kind of promoted it to be. Overall, I gave the season a f- 6.5. I gave it to 7. All right, that's it for TV. Oh, I wrote down it has the 100 jumped the shark. Yes, I think it has. This season, yeah. Last season was amazing. It's, this season jumps the shark. Oh, this season has so much trouble in it. I think, I, I I I really don't know if they can uh, get it right. I'm very very very. It's it's not it's not it's not super bad, but it is very. It feels like oh, how how what can I compare it to? It feels like they did not know about this season and the time shift that they did in the last season. Uh, they have done a lot of cleaning in the first episodes. And trying to explain things and things like that, but it's getting to where it's a little too much soap opera. See, what I have a problem where I think they went wrong, and uh, tell me if you agree with this season is that all the other seasons built off of each other, and this season mm-hmm. completely basically dismisses everything that happened in all those seasons, and none of the stuff mm-hmm. that happened in every other season. Uh, it's complete. All the other seasons are completely inconsequential to the, what's happening in this season, except for m- maybe the the prisoners on the ship. But they are only from last season. They have nothing to do with the, every season before that. So basically, this right. season has completely but, but whitewashed the time jump. Right. This season has completely whitewashed the whole show to where now it's a whole different show, and I don't like this show. So that's the way I feel no, about but- it. But that's because of the time jump look. That's because they did the, the time jump. Well, that's yeah, the but it, with... they could have done it in a way where it didn't feel like that. 
Well, uh, how how would you keep how would you keep it uh, when it's a hundred years in the future? Though I would have started it out where they were uh, still right outside of the Earth's orbit, and you build right. from there, and you show um, what's his name, the Asian guy and his his wife that ended up having the kid who's now on the show. Right. You build with their story and show how they uh, lived on the ship and how they died, and then it goes... That's the whole first episode. You build from there, so you build from Earth and then moving towards where we are now. That's the part that's right. missing. Don't you agree? And so if they would have done that in yeah. one episode, it would have fixed everything. Oh, yeah. So there you go. That's my answer. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It has jumped the shark, but is it as bad as that you, you, you don't want to watch it? I'm going to continue to watch it, but I'm struggling to be interested in watching the ne next episode. I'll tell you that much. I'm not at um, yeah. I'm not at Better Call Saul levels of disappointed right. yet. Yet. Right. But, I mean, when it turned out that it was the happening, it really was the happening, uh, mm -hmm. I was very disappointed. And then this last episode, there's been a lot, again, a lot of, like, political talk that I'd like, I don't need this. I don't want to hear about your elections and like who's king and who's not. I don't give a shit. Right. It's a little game of thrones. Eh? Exactly. Yeah. It's starting to feel like right. it wants to be that to try to bring in viewers from that demographic, but that's not the show. The yeah. show is a different show. And uh, like I said, it's become a different show from the original 100 I enjoyed. And so I have a problem with that. Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but it's still interesting enough. Uh, should we talk about wrestling here, or should we talk about it when we talk about music? We have gone so long on TV, we're already like 38 minutes into TV, I think, or 30 minutes into TV, so let's move on to our main topic. Okay. Yes, because the main topic of this week is something very, very, very interesting. Uh, and it is my pick. It's uh, Project Blue Book. But look, what is Project Blue Book? It was one of a series of systematic studies of UFOs conducted by the United States Air Force. It started in 1952. Uh, after, let's see, a third, or no, it started in 1952. A third study of its kind followed. Uh, a termination order was given for the study in December of 1969. So it went from 52 to December of 69 is how long this project lasted. All activity under its auspicious official seat, uh, officially ceased in January 1970. Uh, the Project Blue Book had two goals. Determine if UFOs were a threat to national security and to scientifically mm -hmm. analyze UFO-related data. And thousands of reports were collected, analyzed, and filed as a result of the Corden Report in 1968, which concluded, concluded that there was nothing anomalous about UFOs. A review that uh, the report by National Academy of Science, Project Blue Book, was terminated in December of 1969. The Air Force supplied the following summary of its own investigations. One, no UFO reported, investigated, 
evaluated by the Air Force were ever indicated of threat of our national security. Two, there were no evidence of submitted or discovered by the Air Force that sighting was categorized as unidentified, represented technology developments or principles beyond the range of modern science knowledge. And three, there was no, no evidence indicated sighting categorized as unidentified or extraterrestrial ex, ex vehicles. <laughs> it says here, uh, Project Blue Book, uh, when it ended, had collected 12,618 UFO reports. Uh, it concluded that most of them were misidentifications of natural phenomena uh, or conventional aircraft. A small percentage of yeah. UFO reports were classified as un or were classified as unexplained or even uh, string. Oh, even after stringent analysis, uh, the UFO reports were archi were archived and are available under the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, names and other personal information of witnesses have all been redacted. Uh, speaking of which, you want to go over to the actual report, or do you want to? Do you have anything yeah. else in the? Now let's do the report right away. So we're going to FBI.gov, the vault page. What, what? Um, I think the first page on this is actually uh, from later. So this is a letter showing uh, that it, it uh, from the Freedom of Information request. So this is the letter saying that it had been released and that the project was turned when the project was terminated so this doesn't actually relate to the original document but the second page ufo fact sheet uh december 17th 1969 secretary of the air force announced the termination of project blue book the air force program was investigating ufos the decision was discontinue was to discontinue the ufo investigation was based on the evaluation of a report prepared by the university of colorado entitled Scientific Study of Unidentified Flying Objects, a review of the University of Colorado's report by the National Academy of Sciences, uh, past UFO studies and Air Force experiences investigating UFO reports uh, during the past two decades. As a result, these investigations and studies and experiences gained from the investigation investigating UFO reports since 1948, the conclusions of Project Blue Project Blue Book are, and we just went through those three uh, conclusions. Attachment for your information is the Project Blue Book sighting summary uh, from the period 1947 to 1969, also included as a listing of UFO-related UFO materials currently available. So let's go down to that. And yeah, I think the, the year thing is kind of funny because... In for some reason, there's like uh, okay, nineteen forty-seven. There's a hundred and twenty-two, forty-eight, uh, hundred and fifty-six. Then in forty-nine, uh, hundred and eighty-six. Then two hundred and ten. Then one hundred and sixty-nine. Then suddenly in nineteen fifty-two, one thousand five hundred and one UFO sightings. Settings. Why so much in 1952 of all years? Well, I think the part that you're kind of skipping over that's also in the same document. Uh, 
the unidentified, so total sightings was 1,501, unidentified 303, as compared mm-hmm. to uh, 200, uh, 210 in 19, or let's go over to one that's more uh, equivalent. Uh, in 1957, 1,006, but only 14 unidentified, uh, where 1,500 mm-hmm. is 303 identified. So 1952... There was a lot more, uh, as far as the average goes, unidentified, uh, uh, what's a good word for, unidentified objects as opposed to ones that were sighted but ended up being identified. Uh, what happened in 1952? Let me look up and you continue on the on the article. Uh, scientific study of identified objects. Studies conducted by the University of Colorado under contract. And they talk about the three volumes of plates uh, that were ordered. There's some reviews of the University of Colorado report on the flying objects. Uh, Reviews of the report by the panel of the National Academy of Science, National Academy of Science, 1969. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Queen Queen Elizabeth uh, proclaimed Queen of the United Kingdom, 1952. Uh, Winter Olympics are held in Oslo, Norway in 1952. Not not that that's relevant, but I I think the Queen may be relevant. No, it's the UFOs that love Oslo. That's that's what I think it is. Okay. They wanted to see the Olympic Games. I can understand that. Uh, there are a number of universities and professional scientific organizations, such as the American Association for the Advanced Science, which consider UFOs phenomenal during uh, periodic meetings and seminars. In addition, a list of private organizations interested in aerial phenomena, a list of private, uh, yeah, uh, may be found. So... Uh, they have some attachments. What else should we go to? Well, I'm still looking at 1952. Uh, try to find kind of some reason why people would be so captivated by... Well, I mean, it's, this is right after the war. So Treaty of San Francisco goes into full effect, ending the war between Japan and the Allies. So it could have something to do with the war getting over and a lot of people coming back, and maybe that increased the number of... Um, Supposed sightings, you know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking had a lot to do with it. Uh, it says here the United States Special Forces were created in 1952. There's a lot of war uh-huh. stuff that happened in 1952, so yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go to the 10th page. I found something interesting that I... I Because I have looked through this before. Okay, uh, page 10. Taking, yes, uh, second paragraph. Okay. Before to, uh, taking office as president, Jimmy Carter announced uh, to the public that uh, if elected, he would give the American people government's information about UFOs. This did not happen, and Mr. Carter w- was given a complete run around. And I w- could tell you more about this because I was contacted by the Pentagon on this matter, and then we have a long black redacted 
<laughs> yeah, one big paragraph or two small paragraphs, something like that. One big right. redaction. So that's interesting that uh, Carter was selected um, and saying that he would give, give out the information about the UFOs and then he turned around when he became a president. It says here, uh, it's not that he turned around, it says Mr. Carter was given a complete runaround. You know what that means, Ro? Mm. It means uh, he looked, he tried to find the information, but people kept pointing him in the wrong direction. That's what's called giving somebody the runaround, wow. is when you go, oh yeah, it's over there, and they run around and try to find it, but it's not really there. You're, that's giving them the runaround. Ah. So they're saying the Pentagon gave the president the runaround when it came to UFOs. That's super interesting, <laughs> especially considering yeah. he said he was going to uh, release the information, and then they gave him the runaround. So, mm. uh, what else was it that I found that was kind of interesting? Uh, um, let's see what what was the best place to start that I thought. I, I yeah, I've totally lost my place here as well. We should mention that this is like the messiest government document ever. There's like smudges oh. and like things all over it that are just like uh, really annoying. I don't know if they're photocopy um, uh, problems or what's going on, but uh, here's a, there are a number of universities and professional scientific organizations such as the American Association for Advanced uh, Advancement of Science, which have considered UFO phenomena. Uh, yeah, I read that. Okay. Uh, then I think we've pretty much gone through this whole thing as far yeah, as, like, the so. important stuff from the this Freedom of Information Act request. I think the next place to go yeah. is nine facts about Project Blue Book. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like this, uh, that you found this. This is very interesting. Uh, Project Blue Book was not. We'll just like each one of. A, I'll do one and you do one. Project Blue Book was mm -hmm. wasn't the government's first UFO stu study. In 1947, a uh, private pilot named Kenneth Arnold reportedly spotted nine glowing UFOs zooming over Washington's Mount Rainier, which we actually talked about on the show when we talked about mm -hmm. um, uh, what was it like myths in our area? I think it was because oh, Mount Rainier is right nice. near me. Uh, the public went on uh, went wild for the so-called flying saucer shortly after the U.S. government logic launched Project Sign uh, to determine if such objects were a threat. In 1948, Project Sign purportedly published a document called Estimate of the Situation, which suggested that extraterrestrials were a possible explanation for these UFO sightings. Uh, the Air Force destroyed the document and launched more skeptical investigation in the later 40s called Project Grudge. Uh, Blue, uh, Project Blue Book came a few years later. So Project Blue Book was like, like, like we said before, the th third iteration of this. Project Sign, uh, to some conspiracy theorists, uh, was destroyed because maybe there was too much information in it, Fro. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's very, very interesting. And I, I do think also it's kind of... I feel... Uh, I could have this at the ending as well, but I feel like kind of they skipped a lot of like... Uh, like when we looked at the year of 1952, I, I think they didn't really look into what caused 
so many observations and why there were so much unidentified objects. If I was a scientist and looked through like 20 years of research and I saw a spike one year, I would ask myself, why, why do I see the spike this year? And they don't really comment on it or make it uh, a, a thing in their their investigation. They just like, oh, there's no UFOs and it's it's no nothing uh, that will harm us. How do you know <laughs> when you don't really know what kind of <laughs> of objects there was? Like, how do you know those objects that you can't identify was harmful? Did you listen That's to my the- big question? I think this is a good place to yeah. go from there, or go into this, because of what you were just talking about. But did you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with this uh, alien uh, lady, the lady talking no. about government secrets this week? No, no. Uh, let me look up her name, uh, and then I'll. But uh, she was talking about how she had a source that said that the Roswell incident was our government had created. Uh, well, this is this is terrible. But they had taken handicapped children and surgically altered their appearance using plastic surgery to make them look like aliens. Uh, wow! To try to trick uh, other countries into thinking there was an alien invasion, um, using these ki- using these children, uh, and that. The, I think it was that the Soviets were also doing it, and that Roswell was a Soviet crash to try to manipulate our government into thinking that there was an alien invasion. I don't know. Check that out. Um, it's Joe Rogan from this week. Uh, That's mind-boggling. Yeah, I'm trying to find the actual name of the lady and the number of the. I broadcast. will write, write point. I will read out point two then. While oh, I found it. Annie Jacobson, uh, number twelve, oh. number twelve ninety nine. So go check that out. Never, never heard of her. What what was her name? Did you say? Annie Jacobson, uh, Joe okay. Rogan podcast number twelve ninety nine. The one before thirteen hundred. Very good. He's done a lot of podcasting. That's what happens when you do it every. every he does day, it like week. four or five times a week, yeah. <laughs> not once a yeah. week, right? Uh, I'll go into number two. The uh, estimate of the situation was inspired by mind-boggling events, right? We just mentioned that uh, the document estimate of the situation was the one from ni- the, the Sign Project in 1948 that supposedly didn't exist. Uh, well, the Air Force denied that the estimate uh, estimate of the situation document existed, th- but those who vouch for its authenticity say the report was inspired by a 1948 UFO sighting in Alabama after two experienced pilots saw a torpedo-shaped glowing object zip past their aircraft and rocket out into the clouds. This report shocked and baffled many Project Sign researchers, Researchers, though scientists would later claim the sighting was consistent with bolide or a bright meteor. Mm. I never heard of a bolide before. I think it's just another name for a meteor. Yeah. Number three, uh, Blue Book was named after college testing stable. Whatever UFOs are extraterrestrial uh, extra in origin is debatable. 
what is um, uh, debatable is that during the 1950s, people's returning, returningly spotted or thought they spotted objects flying over the United States. It was uh, the honors of the U.S. military to figure out where and whatever it posed any danger. Blue Book uh, would earn its name because at its time, time Air Force officials educated studying the phenomena with preparing for college Blue Book final exam. Oh, I've never even heard of that, to be honest, but maybe that's something mm-hmm. back in the 50s that doesn't exist nowadays, you know what I mean? Uh, Officials developed a special protocol for handling UFO sightings. Uh, Project Blue Book was the creation of standardized questionnaire for UFO sightings. Some sample prompts or questions included, draw a picture that will show the shape of the object or objects. Uh, What was the condition of the sky? Did the object suddenly speed up uh, and rush away at any time? Uh, Did it change shape, flicker, throb, or pulsate? Uh, eventually, every U.S. Air Force base ended up designating a special officer to collect UFO reports. Wow. Mm. Thousands were reported. Uh, reports were collected, and some haven't uh, uh, been explained. By the time of uh, Project Blue Book was closed, officials gathered 12,618 UFO reports. Of those, 701 were not explained, and the half of this was identified objects appeared in 1952, like we said, with a whooping 501 UFOs were sighted. 1,501, right. Yeah. Interesting, that following year uh, became a crime for military personnel to discuss classified UFO reports with the public. The risk of breaking the law could mean up to two years of imprisonment. So in 1953, they made it illegal for military personnel to discuss UFOs with the public. This is right after 1952, which we just said was like unreasonable for how many UFO sightings and how many were unidentified. That is incredibly, I mean, if that's not a smoking gun, I don't know what is. That is... uh... Uh, yeah. Uh, Project Blue Book saw leadership changes, uh, five of them. Each person in command saw uh, the purpose of Project Blue Book differently. Uh, Captain Edward uh, Rupplet, for example, treated the job as a serious scientific uh, scientific quest and often lauded its project as, uh, as an impartial leader. Uh, while Major Hector Quintilia who took over the project in 1963, was more interested in turning Blue Book into a PR front and focused on quelling the public's interest in UFOs. See, that sounds more like uh, what's going on in the TV show, not so much Mm -hmm. as, like, the scientific aspect of it. Um, A desire that would eventually lead to changes, uh, oh, charges of a government cover-up, right. That's not surprising at all. I mean, we've talked about the whole idea that? of keeping things. Wasn't it in the news recently or something where we were talking about how nice. if you keep things secret, uh, it just creates this um, idea that there is a cover up. If you don't keep them secret, then you, there's no way for people to create these uh, conspiracy ah. theories. So, so sometimes maybe the government is covering things up to create 
the conspiracy theories. And then we th- that brings my mind, at least, back to Project Blue Beam and the idea right. that they just made up the aliens all, all along. Maybe you will take the rest because my eyes are fucking failing me. <sighs> okay, let's see. I'll just go through the most interesting ones. Uh... The project's desire to dismiss unidentified phenomenon bothered its sole scientist. Uh, this is the guy from the TV show, Dr. J. Allen Hynek. In 1968, mm-hmm. Hynek wrote, The staff of Blue Book, both in number and in scientific training, is grossly inadequate. There is virtually no scientific dialogue between Blue Book and the outside scientific world. The statistical methods employed by Blue Book are nothing less than a travesty. Hynek uh, held Quintilla in particularly low regard, regard saying Quintilla's method was simple, disregard any evidence that is that was counter to his hypothesis. And that's all. If you've watched the TV show Project Bluebeam, that definitely the whole kind of um, oh yeah, idea behind the show is that the J. Allen Hynek is the kind of, I don't know, the main character good guy, and that there's one side that's like the government who's trying to cover it up, and then there's other, these secret black, government agents that are trying to release it to everybody and then there's his partner uh, which I would recommend that show to anybody I really enjoy that uh, have you heard anything about the, that coming back for a season 2 by the way I believe so I mean you can look it up real yeah. quick uh, I'm just going to go uh, into uh, this last thing uh, real quick Majestic 12, uh, the National Archives have received many requests for documentation uh, and information about Project MJ-12. This is from archives.gov. Many inquiries concern the memorandum from uh, Robert Coulter to General Nathan Twinning, uh, dating back to 1954. This particular document poses problems for the following reasons. The document was located in Record Group 341. The series is filed by a top secret secret register number, and this document does not bear a number. The document filed in the folder, uh, T4 1846, there are no other documents in the folder regarding MJ-12. Uh, inquiries to the U.S. Air Force and Joint Chiefs of Staff, National Security Council, failed to produce further information. Um, the National Archives searched the official meeting minutes files and National Security Councils and found no records of NSC meetings, a search for NSC meeting minutes for July 50, uh, 1954, found no mention of MJ-12 or Majestic. All right, well, what's MJ-12 or Majestic-12, I guess is a good question. It's a reported organization that appears in UFO conspiracy theories. The organization is claimed to be a code name of an alleged secret committee of scientists, military leaders, and government officials formed in 1947, one year before 1948 when Project Sign started, Fro, by executive order of... Harry S. Truman, to facilitate the recovery and investigation of alien spacecraft. So maybe, this is not documented, this is all conspiracy theory, but the idea is Majestic 12 was formed before all these other uh, things were formed, um, or these projects, and these projects may all be coming out of this thing called Majestic 12, but there is no actual, we don't have any documentation, it's all just conspiracy. Hmm. According to Var- Variety, Project Blue Book renewed for season two at History. 
So it says here that on the nationalarchives.gov, National Archives has been unable to locate any documentation uh, among the Project Blue Book records which discusses the Roswell, New Mexico incident. So the Roswell, New Mexico incident is not uh, – in no way did they find any kind of uh, studies uh, from Project, Project Blue Book about Roswell, which happened in 1947. Mm. So Majestic also started in 1947, and Project Sign started in 1948. So you can kind of build a timeline here as to why this happened, starting with the Roswell incident. It's definitely going to be. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I don't, uh, the Roswell uh, thing is something we need to look into, but 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 it's definitely very 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 interesting conspiracy theory all all this about around surrounding project blue book because especially like like we said when they make it illegal to talk about it in 1952 because i think they saw a spike in 1952 it's very clearly that they uh, saw a spike in, in 1952 so they made it illegal for people to report it in 1953, and I think that's why we see it, such a downfall of reports. Obviously, yeah, exactly. Well, def- I yeah. mean, it has hundred uh, percent has to do with it, um, and I think the response of them making it illegal is due to the uptick. But my thought is, what if UFOs are real? And the uptick was because of the end of the war. The aliens are like, oh, they're actually not fighting with each other anymore. Maybe we'll go check this out. Should we go to the National Archives now? That's where I, I just did that. So we're done. So final thoughts? Cool. Uh, yeah, I I think... Uh, where does this rate on my crazy scale? That's a hard question. I, I think it's up there because of uh, make, making it illegal to talk about it by... Uh, and making uh, such a secrecy around it. And the Jimmy I, Carter I think, part of the document yes. where it says that uh, the Pentagon gave Jimmy Carter the runaround about UFOs because he said he was going right. to release any information he got to the public. Uh, right. That's that's maybe the most interesting to me, that they would give... Because w- w- you talk about the military-industrial complex, and this is like the definition of it, when you're giving the president the runaround to try to hide information from the public. That's the most oh, yeah. insane part of this whole thing to me. <clears throat> Overall, I'm, I'll probably only give this like a six. I, I, I think it's a little more crazy, so I, I, I will give it a seven. A little, little more crazy. Okay, I mean, I the thing about aliens is I don't think it's that crazy to think that there are aliens out there. To me, no. I guess. But other no, people no, no. would think that's more crazy, so I can understand, yeah. Hey, you and me and the guys watched some wrestling this week called The Money in the Bank, 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 Bank. Mm. What did you think about the bank of money? I mean, it's more fun just hanging out with the guys and just talking shit and everything uh, than maybe watching the wrestling because I haven't really been watching WWE lately. Um, I wonder why. Right, because crap. Could be like, for example, will they have a crappy product? Maybe that could be it. Um, but I mean, overall, I thought this was a good pay per view until the end, which 
Fro, oh. Fro passed out again, but did you watch the rest of it? I watched and oh, oh, and I thought to myself, "Hey, I made a bet about Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Why are they doing this to me?" <laughs> is that bet that bet's over though, right? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it is, but it's just like it's irritating because it's like. Of course, they don't wouldn't make him money in the bank contender without like cashing it in and getting uh, his his, uh, his win. Title yeah, back. He, yeah, but yeah. we don't know what, when it's going to happen. We have a whole year, and I can understand the excitement they think is going to happen with Brock Lesnar being like kind of a at any time this guy could come out. Any time Brock Lesnar could come out is more exciting than just a standard like mid Carter or something like that. Um, but it was kind of a letdown to the rest of the pay-per-view. I thought everything was going really, really well up till that point, and it felt like a little oh, yeah. bit of like a letdown at the end. But overall, I thought the pay-per-view was a good one. Good one. I don't know. What, what about you? Uh, Seth Rollins against uh, AJ Styles was definitely a highlight for me that evening. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, I think everybody me. thought that was the best match, but that kind of goes without saying. Yeah. I got uh, but the, the men's first Money in the Bank on, match was good. WWE. Yes. Sorry. I thought the Money in the Men's Money in the Bank match was also good, and uh, the Charlotte yeah. Becky Lynch stuff was all right. I mean, it, the ending was kind of screwed up, but I thought the match was okay. Like I said, overall, it was a good mm-hmm. pay per view, and I haven't watched anything in a while, so there were. I mean, I had certain problems with it here or there, but other than that. But talking about pay-per-views, you, you and me are actually going to watch the pay-per-view this weekend as well. It's not a pay-per-view. It's actually just TV, bro. It's cable uh, well, television. It's, well, it's their first show. I TV know it's show, yeah. Offici- it's not officially pay-per-view, but it's it's supposed to be their first main event of, uh, what is it? This is their first TV show. It's on TNT, yeah. like Turner Broadcasting. It's a real television cable network, yeah. So this is an actual TV show. It's not just a random one-off pay-per-view like they have, they've had in the past. So this is an, a real alternative to WWE that hopefully won't suck, and we're going to find that out. And we'll tell you guys who, next week. Who is it? It's AEW. Yes, yeah. we didn't say that. Oh, did we not even say that at the beginning? I thought you had already mentioned No. It. I assumed you no. had already said it when you started talking about it. No, no, no. Yeah, no, uh, it's called All Double or Nothing. I think this is the TNT show, isn't it? Okay, let me double check this. Well, I'm going to sleep anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I watched one single movie this week. Do you want me to tell you about it? Sure. I watched a very, very shit com- uh, movie called Wine Country on uh, Netflix. Why did I watch this? I have no fucking clue. It has Amy Poehler, uh, Maya Rudolph, and Anna Gatesinger in it. And it's supposed to be a comedy. It's very women-centric, and it's a lot of wine drinking, and there's a lot of wine drinking in in it, and there's also some wine drinking in it, and to top it off, it's kind of 
some wine drinking in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but uh, it's a boring, boring comedy. I give it a three out of ten. I'm yeah. I'm not seeing anything as to when. Uh, they just have announced the TV deal later this year. That's like all I'm seeing. I told you. Well, yeah, but I had been told the opposite, so I was going off the assumption that uh, they were correct. No, no. Eh, I'm not really all that excited about Double or Nothing. I'm more excited for the TNT stuff, and I have no idea when that's happening. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this weekend. Um, mm. What did I see this weekend? Uh, I saw. Where should I start? Oh, Future Force Rift Track with David Carradine. Okay. Uh, it's all about uh, in the future the uh, the police have become privatized as like a corporation to uh, instead of being a police run by the government. And David Carradine is one of these um, bounty hunters that it's like if you're ruled um, if you're ruled to be to have a death sentence, they just kill you on the spot. Kind of Judge Dredd ripoff, you know what I mean, Fro? Okay, okay. And David Carradine is terrible in it. it the riff track is funny, though. Uh, the movie I'd give a one. The riff track I'll give like a seven. Cool. Uh, I saw a movie, a documentary, Too Funny to Fail, uh, The Life and Death of the Dana Carvey Show. Ah. Uh, you remember the Dana Carvey Show from the yes. 90s? I, I think I've seen this documentary. Oh, really? Uh, I thought it was very good, uh, very interesting. It's got, like, a bunch of people you know in it, like uh, Stephen Colbert and um, uh, Carell. It's on Netflix, right? I think I watched it on Netflix. I could I, I could have watched it somewhere else. I'm not really sure. Uh, don't quote I, I me on I've that. I think I've seen this. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen this. I think it's from last year. So it's very possible. It's not a new documentary. Um, But it's very good. And I remember the Dana Carvey show and really loving that show and everybody else hating it. And you watch the documentary and you find out why. And it's because they made fun of Bill Clinton in the first episode and everybody loved Bill Clinton. And so everybody just turned on this television show. Uh, I remember it being hilarious uh, because I never had the... When I was a young kid, I didn't have the political leanings, you know what I mean, that most people that were mad at it did. Um, and now you look back at it and it's almost kind of a cult classic because some of the, there's a lot of really inside jokes about, um, being screwed over by the network and things like that. Uh, I'd recommend this documentary, uh, give it a seven, too funny to fail. And then I watched a Hulu movie, a new one, horror, horror film. Uh, I think this is like their version of, uh, Black Mirror. It's called In- Into the Dark. Into the dark. Yeah, but okay. I think it's like their version, and so this this movie was called All That We Destroy. So it's Into the Dark: Colon All That We Destroy. Um, okay. And it was about a lady whose son is a she believes is a serial killer because he uh, murders animals and he accidentally killed a kid uh, at one point on the playground and you know this and that. So she she. And she's a geneticist, so she starts creating clones to try, to let him try to uh, cure him of his homicidal tendencies. Very interesting mm. film. Um, 
I gave this a 7.5. Good horror movie. uh, Kind of more of like a sci-fi thriller horror than like a horror horror. But um, Mm. I'd recommend it to you, Fro. Very, very interesting. Cool. Sounds like something I wanted to watch. Yeah, when I saw it, it was like the thing where... I'm looking through movies or what, what's coming out this week, what's going on in the movie scene. And I saw the description and went, that's something I want to see. And I imagine it'd be the same for you. Cool. Hey, do you know the sun is also a star? Is it? I guess so. Let's watch the trailer for the sun is also a star. I always believed it would take a lifetime to understand the human heart. Okay. In the end, all it took was a single day. Okay. What's your name? Natasha. I'm Daniel. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Daniel. I don't believe in love. <laughs> what? They just met, and the first thing you say to somebody is, I don't believe in love. My key ingredients to falling in love are friendship. Hey, Fro, I wonder if this is a love story movie. Don't worry, we've got it. Two very attractive New Yorkers fall in love. It's the new concept for a movie, Fro. Mm. This looks like a fucking boring movie. Do you remember Flora Bama Shore, the TV show? Yes, yes. There was a part in that, in like the second season, where somebody, the one guy was like, the sun isn't a star. And then other people are like, yeah, it is. And he's like, no, it's not. Some people Mm -hmm. in the uh, South do believe that. uh, Look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, the uh, the hemis uh, the solar system. I mean, the hemisphere. Uh, mm-hmm. College bound romantic. <laughs> Daniel Bay and Jamaican born propa- uh, pragmatist Natasha Kingsley meet uh, and fall in love with each other over one magical mm-hmm. day amidst the fever and flurry of New York City. Uh, sparks immediately fly between these two strangers who mm-hmm. might never meet might never have met had fate not given them a little push. Uh, 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, 2.5 out of 4 from Roger Ebert. Uh, and 80% liked this movie from Google. Mm-hmm. Mid, a lot of mid scores there, the, right in the middle. Yeah. 45% of the audience liked it on Rotten Tomatoes. That's saying something. Okay. I read this book. Um, I read it. Uh, I read it. Why did I read this? Um, it's not a good book either. So I'm like, I I remember that I didn't especially like it. I think maybe I read it because it was free on Audible or something like that. Like it was new and free. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't remember. Was it good, though? Was it a good book, or... No, 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 it wasn't. Okay. It was a boring shit. Uh, Blue D gave it half a star and said, Absolutely disgusting. Wouldn't be paid to watch this propaganda filth. 
Okay. Uh, Propaganda, huh? Okay. Uh, One star. Uh, It was a waste of my time. Honestly, the worst movie I've seen in my entire life. I wasted money on this. Then a pretty long one with a half star. Uh, It might be a better movie uh, if you have not read the book. But I did read the book and was disappointed in changes from paper to screen. Well, that's every fucking people's... uh, Don't read the books, then. (laughs) Right? (laughs) They take uh, take out elements of the story from the book, but add parts that uh, add little to nothing over the story. Then... Changing the music she listens to to more urban current music, adding black friends for both, and taking away her best white friend, throwing away, throwing in some anti-gun rallies to push liberal again agenda into a movie that did not need it and should have not ha- had it. It's not that I don't mind that things change. It's it's that Hollywood always sees people that likes. Uh, likes to profit and changes the uh, the story to fit whatever uh, they want people to see and think they could uh, just made one of those movies not based on the book and done that uh, without ruining the the story. I'm I'm trying not to add too much uh, story to spoil. If everyone wanted to see it, and I'm saying that you should, uh, if you have not read the book, maybe you would enjoy this. But if you read the book, you uh, you want the story to be something like the book. I would stay at home and read the book. A lot of book talk there. I got some more book talk uh, from the Facebook. Tandy Dugay uh, says, I was very excited to see this mover- movie. However, I turned it turned out... Wait. I turned out to be very disappointed. That's a weird sentence. Uh, I understand that books sometimes... I turned out to be very disappointed. That's what it says, yes. I understand that books sometimes have to be different from the movies to make them feel worthy. However, the movie swayed away so much from the book that it was hard to watch. There were too many key elements of the book missing, which created very little storyline and almost felt like a lot of storylines were changed. I'm very disappointed and feel the movie should uh, be remade, probably. Wow. Uh, Jasmine Stavon says, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, and uh, and I was already expecting a lot of it. Uh, Marie Berkowitz says, just seen the movie tonight, and I thought it was good slash okay. So maybe not uh, great. Uh, Candy DeJesus says, I thought the story was great, but the writing not so much. I was so excited to see this, and then disappointment. Awkward scenes, uh, and not much chemistry between the two main characters. That could be a huge issue in a, in a, love, in a love story, right? <laughs> a little. <laughs> and then I got one that's I found that just randomly they just posted this on on this uh, Facebook page of uh, the Sun is also a star Facebook page. Douglas Stone says, "Support ICE, Trump 2020." Mm. I don't know what the hell he's talking about, 
Neither of these people are Hispanic. One's like a Japanese guy and one's an African-American lady. What is he even talking about? This is like yeah. when people chant USA, USA at a wrestling match and it's like uh, a Japanese guy and or uh, two American guys or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, a Canadian. A Canadian, a right. A Canadian. Uh, a Canadian and a Japanese Canadian. guy and they chant USA, yeah. USA. Yeah. There. Yeah. America. 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 Hey, other films uh, that came out this week. Oh, oops. We did that last week, didn't we? Oops. Yeah. I accidentally did this week's films for last week's films, and we didn't do last <laughs> week's films last week. So, oops, my bad. Oopsie. So you can listen to last week. I don't know how I did that. I just Usually I go through and I... Uh, check all the movies that are coming out, and I must have just accidentally skipped ahead a week and not no not uh, just not paid attention. My bad. Uh, hey, do you do you remember the sun is also a star? It's a book. You can get that book on audibletrial.com/slash another digital system. But get yourself a better book. <laughs> That's what I say. Okay. I, I, yeah, I've got mm-hmm. no frame of reference as to whether that's a good book or not, but go to audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. And remember, read a book, motherfucker, read a book. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I do remember Very that. I, f- mm-hmm. I feel like that was incredibly racially insensitive, but at the time it was hilarious to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That a different time so on the internet, a different time. Oh, when people could be racist without people thinking it was racist. Oh, yeah, it was all a times. big joke. Yeah, that was a different time on the internet. It really was. <laughs> now it's like on the internet, everybody has to be all. Everybody has to be positive. That's the other thing from that Jake Paul thing. He kept being like, "Why so much negativity? Why you always be negative?" Just be positive all the time. Can you imagine what the world would be like if everybody was positive all the time? It'd be like Stepford Wives. It'd be like those... It would be awful. It would be all these robot people being like, I'm happy. I love life. Yay. I'm a robot. I don't disagree with anything. The government can screw me over. I don't want to be negative about that. Isn't there something uh, positive you can get out of attacking Iran? We're going to create a lot of jobs for soldiers when we're killing people, Fro. I started a 56-hour and 12-minute book this uh, um, this week by David Foster Wallace. Infinite Jest. Have you heard about this? No. Uh, it's a comedy about the pursuit of happiness in America. Oh, uh, interesting. It, I think you, I, I, I think you would like it. It's uh, read and nar- narrated for, uh, by Sean Pratt, and it's fifty-six hours, and you can get that for fucking free, people, by going to audibletrial.com/slash another digital citizen. Infinite just fifty-six hours for totally free, and guess what? If you cancel, you get to keep the Right. And go share the podcast out there. Share it wherever you share podcasts. Sharing is caring. 
All right, I posted up an article for you to look at there from ah. uh, from the worst one of the worst uh, places ever. The oh, the Vox. Vox. Oh, I hate Vox. Shit site. But it's referenced to something we talked about last week. The Christian left, bro. Mm. Why Democratic candidates like? It's actually booty judge, but yes. <laughs> keep falling to the usher in the Christian left. Why they keep failing to usher in the Christian left? Right. Uh, this is all about how uh, Democrats need to bring in the Christian left to vote for them, and it's all of no, these uh, Gallup polls. Buttigieg, booty judge, could reinvigorate Christian Democrats. A, pa- a Baptist pastor who considers himself. Uh, religious leftist uh, that's who, who's writing this article this is a really crazy article that we were talking last week about the socialist Christian left and that's what this whole article is talking about so I thought it was super interesting all you religious left people out there look into your eyes and look into your mirror and look into the book that you're reading and think to yourself is this really leftist propaganda? Is this liberal? Is, is, is right? Is, is Christianity liberal? liberal? That's a good question. <laughs> is Catholicism liberal? I don't think that it's a very liberal religion. But do you know what's liberal? David Foster Wallace with his book Into the Jest Unaudible. <laughs> You're really plugging it for some reason, all right? I really like the book, okay? All right. Uh, coming up next week, uh, I'm guessing we will cover some news, maybe? Do you think we will talk about news with next week? Yeah, I can't think of anything. I imagine some Iran stuff will come up, more than likely. I'm going to guess that we're going to talk about Theresa May, because there's some rumors that something is going on. Oh, I did read that this morning, <laughs> that uh, there's some... People talking about ousting her from her position, yeah. Yep, yeah. We will see. But uh, it, it feels like we have had rumors for that since she got into power, so I don't really take that so very seriously, to be honest with you. Um, then we will have another digital review of the movie that I'm going to watch on Monday in 3D. I'm going to watch Aladdin. Okay. The 2019 version. Yeah. 3D. I'm great. 3D. Wait, you yes. already got your tickets then? I'm assuming. Yes. Why? Oh, you just said it so definitely. You were watching it in 3D that it must. It seemed like you must have already gotten. Them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, it it has gotten some good reviews that I have seen. All over the place. Uh, we will do a new TV show. Look, it's coming out on Friday. You said. Uh, yes, it's a Netflix show, and Netflix usually releases like their big things on Friday. So yeah, this is just normal for Netflix. But it's called What If. What slash if are. <laughs> right. I get, yeah. I guess you add the slash in there, but yeah, yeah. that's what it's called. And we kind of discussed what we kind of told everybody what it was about last week, but yeah, 
But it's uh, Kim Basinger, um, uh, indecent proposal, just but, in the TV show. But with Renee Zellweger instead, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, okay, I got a little description of it. In this neo-noir thriller, Crassstrap newlyweds accept a lucrative but moral, morally questionable offer from a mysterious female benefactor. So yeah, just what Frode exactly mm-hmm. said. Uh, yeah, we'll check that out next week, and we're it's all going to come out as one series, but we're going to do it episode by episode. Yes. As we always do. Then, we will have a tournament. Long time since we have had a tournament. Uh-huh. And we will uh, uh, have another Digital Citizens worst cartoon show ever tournament. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, I... I think I can guess who's going to win already. See, I don't have, even have, like, one cartoon in my mind of what's the worst cartoon. I, like, in my head, I, I'm totally blanking oh. right now. Oh, really? I have some bad cartoons in mind. Do you remember Borderlands? <laughs> what is it called? Borderlands. No. Seth MacFarlane thing that Life. Oh, yeah, 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 that. You, you and me fucking hated. Yeah. It, yeah, that was awful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, we gotta, I'm, I was trying to think of stuff more ancient. I guess I hadn't really thought about stuff that was newer, but yeah, I gotta oh. think about it more. Oh, Borderlands. It's definitely on my list of badge <laughs> cartoons. That's the first thing that came up in my mind. Is like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I remember which board lines, yeah. yeah I can't... Is, it, is, it, is it controversial that I want to have the Simpsons up there? I mean, it's possible, but I don't think they'd win. I bet we'll find stuff way worse than that. You know what I mean? I don't. I never. I'm very, very sorry. This is maybe more, most more controversial than my my dislikement of uh, of uh, of uh, Game of Thrones. But I, I really never understood The Simpsons. I like the Three House of Horror episodes. That's about it. Well, again, uh, it is American centric, where the jokes are very about how the American family works and like the, uh, the jokes are about how American business works when it comes to Mr. Burns and everything like that. So it, those jokes might go past you a little bit just because you're Norwegian, because but, but, they're so American centric. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't buy that because, uh, one of my favorite TV uh, cartoons is American dad. <laughs> you can say a lot about American dad, but if that isn't American-centric, it is very American-centric. Sure, but the jokes are more like politi- political jokes, which like are more wow. worldly. Where The Simpsons, the jokes are like how the American family works, or how uh, a boss I, relates I to his employees. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, you can fi- fi- find out if... Uh, I'm right about Borderlands being our worst show next week. Anything else? Uh, let's see. Anything else? No. I think that was it for me. You got anything? Uh, yeah. 
the Norwegian princess is uh, dating a shaman, and that's all Norwegian media can talk about nowadays. What does that mean? It's be uh, a spiritual uh, person, and they a go guru? around. No, more like like he's kind of Pentecost. Have you ever seen a Pentecostal church uh, Hallelujah person? That drives people into, like, trance and things like that. Oh, sure, okay, yeah. Right. He's more that kind of uh, thing without uh, the religious aspect of it. Oh. So he's kind of a spiritual leader kind of thing. And it's, like, it's been so controversial. It's been talked about on every fucking news channel about, like... Uh, on the 17th of May, he wasn't on the balcony waving to the Norwegian people and it was like the, the front page of, 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 of the biggest newspaper of Norway is like, here's Marta Louise's boyfriend, not on, on the balcony, what? Look at him not being on the balcony and it's so blatant racist because he's a black man as well so it's like it's double 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 and she's been like but she's also been promoting her spiritual meetings with her princess title so she's making money out of her title and people are not in love with that right sure you're you're not supposed to do that I'm seeing some breaking news, Fro. Oh, no. Andrea Leadsom quits UK government in fresh, in fresh Brexit blow to Theresa May. Uh, so th- while we were doing the show, they were in doing they were doing talks about this new Brexit deal that she had brought up. Right. Somebody has just quit just now. <laughs> over Another the, MP? Yeah. Uh, for, yeah, oh. from her side. She fundamentally opposes May's Brexit bill. Wow. Okay. Breaking news. So we might cover more of that next week, like you said, Fro. Yep. Like I said, there's there's, uh, something rotten in the land of England. Well, I think that's a perfect uh, uh, to end with something depressing. Uh, That's that's what we do. Well, there was Arnold Schwarzenegger getting kicked in the head. Did you see that? (laughs) No, I did not. He he got kicked in his head. Really? I think it was at like a, a sporting event of some type um, okay. in South Africa. Right, he was drop kicked by a guy. I wonder wow. if I. Oh, here I got a video of it. You want me to send you the video? Yes, okay. I I would love to see the video. It looks <laughs> like he's switch. doing like a live stream of some type. Maybe like um uh. Facebook live stream or, or, or YouTube or something. Okay, how long is this? 14 seconds. Okay, let's watch it then. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, let me make sure the sound is on. There we go. Alright, give me a countdown. In uh, 3, 2, 1, play. Whoa, loud. Okay. <laughs> Just standing there. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Wow. Wow. Man who kicked him in the back of the sporting events. Uh, 
that the action. So why why did you do it? Wow. All right, we can stop it there. We don't need to watch all this, but yeah, you got kicked pretty good there. I'm watching the. I'm gonna watch the Twitter version. <laughs> the Twitter version's way better. No, 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 no. Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> that oh I'm proud God. of the news that they got like got a wrestling move correct because remember that time yeah. like they were like he body slammed Montana Governor or whatever it was and we're like there's right. no way he right. body slammed him he might have like body checked him but that was a real yeah. drop kick like a legit drop kick <laughs> wow perfect ending. Well, uh, goodbye, everybody. Have a nice weekend. Take care of yourself and your family. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.